Welcome to the Ocean Hills Podcast. Our hope is that today's message would help you connect more deeply with God and with others. If you would like more information on what is happening in the Ocean Hills community, check out our website at oceanhills.org or download the Ocean Hills app. If you are encouraged by our ministry and would like to partner with us financially, you can give through your mobile device by texting Ocean Hills to 77977. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, I'm just amazed at, amazed at the song selection this week. It just ties so beautifully into our theme this morning, which is worry, 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 and feeding our fears and getting stressed out. You know, there's this uh, wonderful Bible teacher, many of you know, her name's Joyce Meyer. I love what she says about worry. She says, worry is like wearing a pair of shoes that don't fit. Like wearing a pair of shoes that don't fit. I read that. Isn't that true? When we're stressed and we're worried, it's like, he's stuck on it. it. This isn't the way life is supposed to be. And we worry, you worry, I worry about almost everything. I just, I made a list worry about our investments or what investments. We worry about the family strain over the inheritance or inheritance, that'd be nice. We worry about debt, credit card debt, student loan debts, Westmont student loan debts, or the friend who is indebted to us who owes us money and is not paying us back, but is flying off to Hawaii and we stress and worry about that. What about the worry about our looks, our bodies, our weight, our height, our gut, our butt, our hips, our lips, you name it, we worry about it. We stress about it. Then you got your kids. Your kids and the whole issue of, are they going back to the classroom? Are they going full-time? Are they going part-time? How are we gonna manage that? Who's gonna watch them on the days that Uh, They're at home. All of this we stress about, and it's not just about going back. It's what about all they've missed? What about grades? What about uh, friends? What about missing sports? And now they might not get the scholarship. What about graduation or prom? And then as your kids get older, the stress, the worry doesn't stop. Are they going to get married? Or why aren't they married yet? Or I'm kind of worried about who they're marrying. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And maybe you worry about missing out, or maybe you worry about being found out because of this secret life that you're living. Maybe it's that you worry about the future, future of our church, like what's going on, the future of our country. Oh my goodness, what's going on? Or maybe it's a deadline you can't meet. Maybe it's a relationship you can't repair. Maybe it's a bill that you can't pay. But worry is real, isn't it? It's real. Let me pause and ask you, right here in real time, what are you worried about? What keeps you awake at night? What has you tossing and turning? I love this quote from Tim Keller. Tim says, when we worry, we're saying, I know the way my life is supposed to go, and God is not getting it right. I know the way my life's supposed to go, and God is not getting it right. You know, worry is not a new thing. 
Worry has been going on for centuries. In fact, in the day of Jesus, worry was a real thing. That's why he taught on it. That's why he, he went right after it in his Sermon on the Mount, his most famous sermon, Matthew chapter 6. If you have a Bible, why don't you open it or go grab it and open it up. We're going to look at verses 25 through 34 today. I'm going to read it for us right now. And I want you to notice what you notice. But the whole big idea in this text is Jesus speaking to you and me about worry. So here's what he says. And that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink, enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, but for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his splendor was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. He will certainly care for you. He will certainly care for you. Underline that in your Bible. And then Jesus goes on, why do you have so little faith? What's he saying? Why don't you trust me? And then he goes on, so don't worry about these things, saying what will we eat, what will we drink, what will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek first the kingdom of God above all else. Live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Do you know the Greek word, the, the New Testament was written in, in Greek, and, and, and the Greek word for worry is to obsess, to agonize. Now, just think about that. Maybe we frame it this way. What are you obsessing about? What are you agonizing about? What's feeding your mind that's causing anxiety, that's causing you to stress out? Jesus' point here is that he's saying, stop feeding your fears. Stop feeding your mind and your heart with those things that create anxiety and start focusing on the one, the one who says, I can handle everything in your life. Just trust me. And so I wrote some reflections here about uh, how worry exposes my lack of trust and your lack of trust in God. Worry exposes my lack of trust in God's provision. Provision. Verse 25, Jesus says, that's why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Look at the next phrase. Whether you have enough, dot, dot, dot. Whether you have enough. You know, when we obsess with what's not on the table or what's not in the closet, we're living in this prison of not enough, not enough. 
not enough. I need bigger. I need better. I need more. We live in a culture of more. And that feeds our anxiety and it feeds our discontentment. And when we worry about that stuff, we're not trusting that God is the great provider. Secondly, worry exposes my lack of trust in God's unfailing love. Look at verse 26. He says, look at the birds of the air. Look up at the birds of the air. Your heavenly Father feeds them. And then this line, and aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? The answer is yes, you you, 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 you are far more valuable to him. You're so valuable to him. You're more valuable to your father in heaven than you realize. And, you know, just think about this. The value of something is determined by what? By the price you pay for it, right? By the cost of something. You go, oh, that's really valuable. The higher the price the more valuable it is. So just apply that spiritually. What price did God pay to reconcile and restore his relationship with you and with me? He paid the price of his son, Jesus, his own blood spilt for you, shed for you. And if if, if you ever wonder, if you ever doubt, and you just look at the cross, the cross should remind you day after day after day how valuable you are. And when you worry, you're kind of going, I don't think God, I don't think God loves me. I don't think he knows me. Here's a third thing worry exposes. It's my lack of trust in God's providence that he's actually in control. Verses 30 and verses 32. Jesus said, and if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers, he'll certainly care for you. And then look at verse 32. These things dominate All this worry or these things, they dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Now, see, some of you missed it. Some of you need to go back. I mean, I read that over and over and I missed it. And then I went, what? Did God's word just point out that worry dominates the thoughts of unbelievers? Worry dominates the thoughts of those... It's like we're practical atheists when we are consumed with worry. God knows your needs. That's what Jesus is saying. He says it right there. Your heavenly father already knows all of your needs. So it's an issue of trust. So I love how Francis Chan kind of summarizes all this with this quote. He says, worry implies that we don't trust that God is big enough powerful enough or loving enough to take care of us. I wonder how this might be colliding with your reality today. So let's go after the antidote. How do we prevent worry? What do we do when when worry ambushes us? A couple of reflections. It's a personal issue and it's a prayerful issue. It's a personal issue Matthew 6, if you go back in your Bible in the New Living Translation, in those verses, 25 to 34, Jesus uses the same term 14 times. Can you find it? Can you find it? Look, what what, what is the term? It's the words you and your, you and your, you and your. Jesus isn't writing to them somewhere out there. He's writing to you. 
He's talking to you about your worries, about your stresses, about your issues. That's what this passage is about. Trusting in God for yourself. It's not your parents' faith. It's yours. Jesus is saying, don't worry. Don't worry. This is a personal issue. That's what I love about this passage. So trusting God actually really means that I know and I believe that God loves me, that God's powerful, that God's reliable, faithful, that I can trust him, that he's actually a trustworthy God. I love this passage in 1 Peter 5. Peter put it this way. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do just verse seven. It says this, give all your worries. Give all your worries and cares to God. Give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. He cares about, not them, you. It's a personal issue this morning. And some of us maybe are on the fence with our faith. Some of us maybe just kind of peeking into what is this church online thing? What's this faith thing? I want those of you that maybe are not in a relationship with God to hear that again. It says, cast or give all your, not some of them, all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. He wants you to bring those to him. And let me just remind us that it's a choice. You know, giving our cares to God is a choice, not just a feeling, it's a choice that we have. Giving my worries over to him to believe that he actually really does care about me, that what the Bible says is actually true. But I think like last week we talked about Naaman, remember that story? We want, we want just a spiritual leader to come and wave their hand over us and just kind of eradicate and get rid of our worries. Just like, boom, gone, worry, I don't worry anymore. But don't, I mean, I wish it was that easy, but as I read the scriptures again and again, I keep reading that we're invited to participate, or like last week, to keep dipping. And so here's my question, what voices, what voices, here's how you're gonna participate this week. What voices create stress and worry in your life? Is it clicking on your Schwab account every day, three times a day, eight times a day, 80 times a day? Maybe it's watching news. Maybe it's those personalities on CNN or Fox and, and, and they create stress and worry. Maybe it's a podcast, a certain person you listen to on your way to work or when you're walking. Maybe it's strolling through Facebook and, you, and there's certain things that just stress you out. Might be Instagram, might be Twitter. I don't know what it is. You know what it is. Maybe it's Zillow. Right, and you're just—it's feeding your discontent. You're like, I want—I want to buy a house in this town, but they're all over a million bucks. And ah, right. What voices do you need? What media? What social media? What websites do you need to to prune, to purge from your life? I hope you'll write it down right now. Just, it's just even as I'm speaking, would you just grab a pen and a paper and, and maybe begin to identify these. Can you fast this week? That's gonna be your kingdom. Can you fast from social media? Just take it off your phone for a week. Can you fast outside of your work-related screen, your computer? Can you fast from TV, from those new shows, from podcasts, from voices that create stress and worry? Can you go a week without that stuff in your life? Isaiah 26, verse three says this. 
speaking about God, you'll keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. What's Isaiah saying? He's saying we're going to experience the peace of God when our, our minds aren't fixed on social media or on inflammatory news media, but when they're fixed on the Word of God, prayer, silence, worship music, filling our heart and our soul, that's going to shape who we are, who we're becoming, and our stress levels. And so I'm going to invite you to keep dipping this week. I know some of you are like, what are you talking about? I'm not getting off social media. I'm not, I'm not, you can tell me I can't. I had, I had a family member, I won't say who, said, wait, I can't watch TV this next week? Yeah, well, here's what I want you to do. If you're feeling that way, pay attention to the resistance. Pay attention to why would you feel like, I'm not doing that. What is it in you that says, I can't do that? That's a spiritual issue to press deeper into that reflection. Write about that. Think about that. Pray about that. All right, let me jump to the, uh, to the second reflection. One, it's a personal issue. And of course, you know this, but it is personal because worry makes us miserable. So we need to do something about it. And God's word says, you know what you need to do about it? It's a prayerful issue. So let's pray about these things. I love this quote by Max Lucado. The presence of worry is unavoidable, but the prison of worry is optional. The prison, some of us are in a prison of stress and worry and we're just in knots. And then he says this, no one can pray and worry at the same time. You can't pray and worry at the same time. And so I want you to memorize this week, and I'm just going to walk through it. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. If you've never, never memorized it, I want you to. Now, we're going to throw up on the screen here a fill in the blank. And so here it is, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. I'm going to read it the way most of us live it, and then we're going to memorize it the way it actually says it in the Bible. But we kind, of, we kind of live it this way. Don't pray about anything. Instead, worry about everything. Tell God what you need and then complain to him about all he has not done for you. Then you will experience high blood pressure, stress, anxiety, and you'll stress and strain all your relationships. So don't live that way. That's craziness. Instead, the Word of God gives us such a practical, practical way to prevent worry. Listen to this. It actually says, don't worry about anything. Anything includes everything. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray. Talk to God. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Tell God what you need. And thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Gratitude is such an important part of this battle. Thank him for all he has done. And here's the promise. Then, when you live this way, you, not might, you will experience God's peace. You, 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 you will experience the peace of God guarding your heart and your mind. Don't you want that? I want that. I'm preaching to myself right now. This is such a great verse. One of the kingdom assignments is to memorize this. So I'm going to close this. You're going to have some kingdom assignments that you'll see on the screen. You don't have to do any of them, but remember what we said last week. 
we said that real transformation, you want to change your life, you want to see God change your life, it's going to require what? That you humble yourself, that you lay down control, that you're willing to do some things that you don't want to do, and that you enter into regular and repeatable acts of obedience. And so this week, we're going to invite you the regular and repeatable. Before you look at any screen every morning, the first thing you're going to do is spend 15 minutes in a chair, your God chair, and you're going to connect with God through prayer and through reading God's word or a devotion. The second is for one day, maybe seven days, I hope you'll go the whole week, to fast from screens, from the technology that's unrelated to work. We want you to not to get fired at <laughs> your work, so you got to keep working. But TV, talk radio, social media, remove it from your phone, right? Instead, replace it with going for a walk with your family, going for a prayer walk, getting out in nature, being quiet, silent, journaling, having intentional conversations with your spouse and roommates. Wow, that'd be a novel idea, right? Uh, or your kids. Three is memorize Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And then here's the last one, and then I'm done. Every night, every night this week, when you put your head on the pillow, you're going to pray that whisper prayer seven times. You're going to whisper, God, I give you everyone and everything. God, I give you everything and everyone. Say it either way you want. God, and just whisper that with your head on the pillow. And you're committing, you're, you're saying, you're proclaiming, I trust you, God. So I'm not going to worry about everything or everyone. I'm going to just release it to you. I'm going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to give you my worries like the Bible says. I'm going to take you up on that promise, and I'm going to receive your peace. Don't you want that? Let me pray for us. Close your eyes with me. I wrote a prayer. I'm going to pray over us. Dear Father, I confess that I often forget that you are with me. I often forget that you really are bigger and better than I think. Would you please forgive me for that? I need to get to know you better. I need to get to know your word and your promises better. And so I pray that you'd help me to seek you first in every worry of my life. Help me to live one day at a time, to not worry about tomorrow, but instead to focus on what you're doing in my life right now. I wanna trust in your promise to take care of every one of my needs, financial, relational, physical, social, spiritual, and emotional. Oh God, help me to trust you more and worry less. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Before you re-enter your day, we hope that you will take just a few moments to pause and respond to what God has put on your heart through this message. Thank you again for listening to the Ocean Hills podcast. For access to more sermons, visit the Watch and Listen page on OceanHills.org or find them on the Ocean Hills app.